1069. We're online at WRQK.com. Missed anything yesterday? You can podcast it right there. Today, we do have Canton Charge tickets for you. That game is tomorrow night at the Canton Civic Center. And we'll get you hooked up. Today is our final day of the year. We start our uh, well Christmas break tomorrow. I'll uh, actually be on a flight to Las Vegas at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. Can't wait. But today, however, at 3 o'clock is the station's Christmas party. And if you listen to the show a lot, you've heard me reference that throughout my life, I've never really taken part in Halloween. I know you're thinking, it's Christmas. Yeah. But I've never really taken part in Halloween because my parents were religious weirdos. And it was the Satan's holiday. And so you just didn't get into the whole costume idea. And suck as a kid, right? I mean, it just had to be like, son of a bitch. There were years I didn't love it. There were years I didn't love it. Now, my parents were kind of cool, so they would take us out to dinner, and then they'd normally buy us something. Okay. Because they realized. Because they knew. <laughs> they knew. Like, dude, I'm kind of screwing my kid up here. Like, I'm kind of, like, messing my kid up. So let's get them, you know, Transformers. So, you know what I mean? Like, there was a little bit of that. Now, I bring this up because I was asked. Not even Dragoon just was asked if I would be interested. And for some reason... The answer, yes, yeah, for sure I'll do that, just came out of my mouth. Okay. I was asked if I'd be willing to don the Santa suit for the office Christmas party. What? 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 And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. (laughs) What? I I know. I know. Like, it hit me yesterday. So, So here's what happened. It was about a week ago. Okay. I was out to lunch with a couple of the salespeople. Yeah. And we were just kind of joking around. They said, you should come to the to the Christmas party as Santa. Okay. And I said, well, shoving a burrito in my face. Ah, yeah, I'll totally do that. Well, yeah, I understand where the funniness comes in there. Because Stansberry, the guy who's always losing his mind in the morning, he's angry, he's pissed, and then now he I'm, comes as Santa. Okay. And, you know, fat people are supposed to be jolly. That okay, whole thing. okay, okay. Right? I'm assuming that's what it is. <laughs> just This was all just fat jokes built in here. This wasn't, this wasn't anything oh, other no. than it that, gets worse. Okay. So there I are, there we are at the Mexican restaurant. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fine. I was like, if it'll make you guys laugh, I'll do it. Okay. And so then yesterday I'm walking through the sales bullpen and they say to me, you know, remember you're, you're Santa on Thursday. And I was like, oh what? yeah. I was like, ah, guys, I'm sorry, man. I forgot to go get a, a Santa suit. Right. Whatever. Trying so to sure, back out of it, right? So sure enough, there's Nicole whips out the bag from her uh, desk and goes, uh, got the Santa suit, got uh, it right here. She like knew you were going to try to back out. Want to see you in the Santa suit really what? bad. Here it is. And so I actually tried it on yesterday. <laughs> I hey. tweeted it. There's a very blurry pic. It's up it's at, at Stansbury Show's my Twitter. You can see it there. I'll, maybe I'll post it on Facebook here. But there's going to be more to come today. As, as we will be at the Christmas party at 3 o'clock, and I will be in the Santa suit. And, dude, I got to tell you, I don't normally do this. Like, costumes normally make me freak out because I, I just I never really got the hang of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was 
multiple Halloweens we've been a part of the show, and never once has I've never it been worn a like, costume. Never once, not even like a, a, a something even in the you know even like eh, well, no, it's kind it. of a costume, but it's not really a costume. No. Like Stansberry, like you could put on a LeBron James jersey and be like, "Yo, I'm LeBron," and everyone would be like, "All right, terrible costume," but you know, he <laughs> I could least, take off my pants and be like, "Look, I'm LeBron." <laughs> he at least would have something there, but Stansberry does not do that, dude. Here's the thing: is I often know what was going to come up on this radio show. Sometimes Stansberry hits me with like a curveball, but this dude, you could have told me, Fantone, we made a million dollars and we're millionaires <laughs> now, and I could, I would be less shocked than I am in this moment, dude. I don't know how it happened. I, I don't, I, I don't either. Why? So apparently, here's what you, dude. If you want something from me. Yeah. Ask me what I'm eating. I guess so. Because <laughs> apparently I'm just like, yeah. I guess so. I don't know what. I don't know how this happened. Now, is this going to be full throttle Santa costume? This isn't just like a Santa t-shirt? No. Like, no, this is full throttle. So they brought the suit in, and it's huge. I mean, it's huge. Again, Dan.Sansbury is my Instagram. I'll find the photo, and I'll, I'll, I'll get it up there for you as well. I so need you can to see it. this. Because it's pretty blurry, right? And I, I was like, ah, well, whatever. We're going to take 100 tomorrow. It won't matter, right? So I start trying it on yesterday, and I get the jacket on, and they say to me, oh, don't worry about the pants. You can just wear the jacket. And then I say, Fantone, I'm like, well, dude, no, if you're going to wear the thing, you got to wear it. So not only did I, like, right, they even gave me, like, a somewhat of an out, and I was like, nah, dude, if I'm wearing it, I'm rocking it. Who are you, I have no idea. Who are you? What is going on in my life right now? I have no idea. I am not a costume person. Not at all. I had... Once upon a time, I had a girlfriend who was like pretty big into the nerd thing, and she had a couple of outfits. And so there was some, there was some, you know, Avengers sex happening in my life. (laughs) Okay, you know what I mean, and some stuff like that. There was some, you know what I mean. There have there have been some Princess Leia conquerings in my sex life, but that was somebody else doing something. You know what I mean? Like right. I wasn't dressed like Han Solo. Right. You know just, what I mean? Just in the natural, his natural job of the hunt costume. That's I, all he did. He was just like, you know what? Oh, I'll just man. do this. You know, I don't even know. Lay here naked this. on the bed. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I do it. Here I am, just trying to put forth a quality program for the entertainment of you know Canton and Maslin there. Alliance, you're allowed into. Yeah, come on. I mean, and no, I you know I may have been wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, but I don't know why. I don't know how I got myself into this. Like it literally, it wasn't even like I got begged. Or, like, I got offered anything. It was like, you should do this. And I was like, yeah, all right. Now, I can't for the life of me figure this out. I think most company Christmas parties, somebody's coming dressed up like Santa. If it's this, we're looking at this building. It would make sense if it was our boss, Keith Kennedy, because he's such a ham and because he's going to be the guy who's like, you know, and he's fat. Right. No. And he's jolly. And he's got those, you know, he's got that belly full of jelly. He's got the look down pat. And he's that person. I mean, not only is not only not only does he look like ham, he is a hammy person. He's a ham. Um, Now, if it would have been our other boss, our other guy in charge here, that would kind of make sense to me because he's trying to endear himself to like new people. And he's trying to be like, hey guys, oh, I'm the a new part dude, of, yeah. yeah, hey, I'm a part of the team too. Hey, we're all having fun here together. But like, what do you gain out of this? Like, where was your victory in this? Like, where was your like, all right, this is you know, if you if if, if I look at assets and liabilities here, I, how, how did you how did you come to this conclusion? Like I said, you, you can see the blurry <laughs> photo. Dan Dot Sansbury, I've just posted it there. Is my Instagram at Sansbury shows the Twitter. And Sansbury shows the uh, 
the Snapchat, which is what I would be paying attention to later this okay. afternoon. I could see myself getting a lot of the stuff out there from okay. the Christmas party, uh, you know, via the Snapchat. There. Are you not going to show up? Is it going to be like three forty-five? And it's like Stansberry. Oh, I'm sorry, get fell no, asleep. I I don't know what it is, but I I just there was part of me that was like, you know what? This seems like the nice thing to do for people I work with. Really? I you know what it is? I just feel like morale is so bad. Yeah. That morale is very bad here. And that there was part of me that was like, well, dude, apparently I just have to do goddamn everything here. And so, like, maybe it's my job to do this now. Like, where it's like, you know what? I got to build the morale here. Like, I already, you know what I mean? You and I, do, do, we, we took care of Rock 106.9. And so now it's like, well, dude, now I'm just backstroking through Rock 106.9. So maybe it's like, dude, let's just pick up the rest of the building. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'm sure my boss loves hearing that. Hey, buddy, you enjoying your vacation? You've dropped the ball all year. Everybody hates it here. You excited for that one? Obviously, you know what I mean? I'm exaggerating a little. But, right? Good like, disclaimer. <laughs> well, dude, let's be honest. Morale's not great. No, the beatings will continue until morale approves, for too. Sure, for sure. He's just got them sticks out just caning us. Left, <laughs> that's left and right. So I yeah I guess so she didn't have like the Santa hat so she's bringing that but okay. I, dude I got like the beard. beard I'm not wearing the the hair because the hair looked really bad so I, like but I I will have the beard I'll have the pants I'll have the jacket I was at the Christmas bar last night and I thought to myself I was like God dude I really don't even want to go to this party tomorrow because no. it's in that bar and I've been in that bar so whoops. much recently and you know <laughs> why are we mean? telling people whoops but, you know but it, 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 it's it's one of those things that it's like man I've been there so much recently but now I have a 100% renewed interest in this I am 100% on board with this I, I feel enthusiastic about the rest of my day dude Stansberry Santa Stansberry so my mom freaked out of course she did no my I- mom freaked out. Because she reminded me, she was like, Dan, she's like, when Grace, and that's my niece, she's like, when Grace was little, like little, she's like, you, we asked you to put on the Santa suit here for her and her friends, and she was like, and you bitched for three hours, like throwing stuff, mad, <laughs> uncomfortable, you could tell we're embarrassed, and she was like, and that was for your niece, she, which by the way, it was so awesome. After I like got dressed back as me, she came running up to me, Uncle Dan, Santa was just here. It was like the coolest thing ever. Right? She's like, but you, she's like, you had to be dragged into that for your niece. She's like, people you hate at work are like, hey, you should do this. And you're just like, yeah, I'll do it. She's like, I can't. I was on the phone with her and she's like, you know, what's going on? I was like, nah, I got the Christmas party, you know, tomorrow and I'm nervous. I, you know, she's like, nervous about the Christmas party. She's like, what? I was like, well, apparently I'm Santa. And she like wigged out. She was like, oh my God. She's like, you screamed at me for two hours while you were getting in that thing to, you know, surprise your niece. And she's like, what, now because you think there's a $20 Christmas bonus in it for you? You're just going to hop in there? There is no Christmas bonus. No, there is no. <laughs> no there is not. Christmas bonus. I'm sure telling everybody that the morale here in the building is bad and my bits all my boss's fault. Whatever Christmas bonus there was, I'm sure he's probably buying egg and muffins with it right now. Sorry, buddy. Did not mean to do that. Merry Christmas. You're a great manager. Oh, come on. He knew this show was going to be a little loose today, right? <laughs> Everybody. I mean, we told you all yesterday. He had to have known. I literally said, yeah, I don't know about tomorrow, man. We'll see how that one goes. But today, after 3 o'clock, there will be photos all over the social media accounts of me in a costume dressed as Santa 
for a reason nobody can really comprehend. We've examined it 15 minutes. We still haven't figured out how it happened. There's no kids. What are we doing this for? (laughs) Apparently, a lot of you want more kinky sex, and you're afraid to tell your partner about it. We're going to help you bridge those conversations. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. If you're just joining us, you may have missed. This morning I had uh, I had laid out that I had agreed to play the role of Santa for the office Christmas party that is this afternoon at 3 o'clock, and I, for the life of me, still can't figure it out. So Rob writes in and says, so I got to know, buddy. You're Santa. Now you're wearing costumes. You're, you were always against that. Yeah. Now, now you got to be doing that. Yeah. Are you cranking up TSO on the way? Or <laughs> you listen to some TSO on the way? No, Rob. I am not. So last night at the Christmas bar, one of those TSO songs come on. It's the one with, like, the kids singing... On yeah. this night, on this night, on this Merry Christmas. That one. And so this so this woman tried to get me to get people in the bar to, to be like quiet. No, to be quiet because it's her favorite Christmas song. And I'm like, lady, what are you talking about? Like, why, 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 why would everyone else shut up so you can hear a Christmas song you have on your iPod? Why it ain't church, lady. Right. Like, we're in the middle of a bar right now. No, sh- tell everyone to be quiet. It's my favorite Christmas song. It's so beautiful. Bitch, everybody's going to tell you to be quiet in a second. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shh, dial it down. I got everybody all half-crocked on Rudolph Teenies. You think I can shut them up now? No. Dude, I'm having a Rudolph Teeny. Is that a thing? Like, I keep oh, saying Oh, it's 100% it. a thing. That's yeah. a thing. What's the, in the, the Rudolph, Rudolph Teeny? Is, uh, it's vanilla vodka, butter, uh, butter, butterscotch schnapps, and then cream soda. So it's kind Ooh. of like a sweet, you know. And then we put two cinnamon sticks in the back and a cherry, like, on the top. So it looks like antlers. It's supposed to be two cherries, one cinnamon stick, buddy. No, you guys, no. Dude, you guys got your genital diagram we, all we've wrong. We've got the antlers and then the Rudolph oh, nose right there. No, see, I made, it, I made it dirty. No. I made it dirty. Dude, Santa Claus is always watching at that bar. So, no, you can't do that. There's the Cosmopolitan, uh, of course. Dude, Santa's in the corner shaving his cinnamon <laughs> stick down. Oh, my dear God. It's going to be a long day, dude. Getting shorter by the minute here. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of shaving the cinnamon sticks down, apparently, dude, there's a bunch of stuff that you guys want your wives and girlfriends to do in the bed, but mm-hmm. you won't ask them. Mm-hmm. Which is a little crazy, because... And I, you know, not, I'm not judging. I, I've definitely been in a situation where it's like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. It is. It's a little uncomfortable to ask somebody to do something sexual for you. Do you feel like at that point, is that indicative of a problem in a relationship? No. No. I, no, okay. I think sometimes, man, it's just admitting what you want is hard for people. I mean, like, let's move it from the sex field and we'll put it into the professional field. Being open and honest with your boss about what you expect from your job is hard for people to do. Yeah, but your boss is some dick that you don't really uh, want your that wife relationship is some bitch, with. Dude, that's well, just but but like she's supposed to be your partner. I don't expect my boss to cater All to right. me and like you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I I yeah I see what you're saying. I'm not sure it's indicative of a problem. Okay. I I can understand how people can be nervous about asking for things. Now, what I will say is if you allow this to continue and you never get sexually what it is you want out of your relationship, will that be a problem? Yes. That can lead to a problem. You need to have the sex that you want, right? So some of these are pretty basic, right? 
And it's like group sex is something I would love to have. I think it would be a crazy experience, but there's never been a partner who I would ask for that. It would take a lot of alcohol to admit. Now, this is from a 24-year-old man. Okay. Hey, look, every guy kind of wants the idea or likes the idea of two women. Some of you even like the idea of maybe you and your buddy, you know, you know, hooking up with your wife or a girlfriend, maybe his or whatever. Wife sharing becoming super, super popular online, um, which is really weird. It kind of tells you, like, dude, maybe, maybe this is the way we were all supposed, to, you know, supposed to uh, to live. I don't think so, but maybe. And, um, but I, you know, I, I the thing about a threesome is. If you're going to ask a woman for that, make sure it's what you really want. And I've always said about a threesome that I feel like if I'm going to ask her to bring two women to the bed, to bring another woman to bed with, for me, that if in return she says, well, let's bring another guy into the bed for me, that I kind of need to be willing to at least be like, all right, well, let's maybe let's let's try that. Yeah, I mean, if you want it to be a two-way street there, I mean, I think if you're 24 and you're relatively young, swing for the fences, bro. Like, don't be bashful. Go out there and try to make that happen. Is your theory because you're probably not going to marry the girl you're with right yeah, now Yeah, anyway? but see, that's the thing. is like if you're okay. married and you've been married for seven years, you know who your wife is and you know if she's going to be. If, if, if she was this kind of person... It, you would have already crossed that bridge at some point. Yeah, you know what you've signed yourself up for, so you can't be shocked when you like your wife of twelve years and you say to her, "Hey, I really want to bang you and another chick." Somewhere well, along the line, a woman who will sleep with women has hinted to you or flat out told you she right. likes women. Right? Like, there's yeah, that's true. I mean, every girl I've I've dated that ha- will sleep with women, I knew would sleep with and women. Not just like, oh my gosh, did you see this picture of Kate Upton? She's so hot. This is my woman crush Wednesday. No, like no. legit, like yeah. legit, you would know that yeah like dude i had a girlfriend who would like check out women like we would walk through public places and she would like head turn to check out beautiful women she was fun i miss her sometimes another guy says here dominating me he says having to ask my girlfriend to dominate me sort of defeats the purpose of it He's right in that, but how is she going to know yeah. if you don't? You got to communicate. You that. have to communicate somehow. You're, uh, he is a little bit right that it will kind of like take the punch out of it. So instead of maybe while you're undressing and jumping into the bed, maybe have that discussion while you're waiting for the breadstick returns over over at the OG. I always feel like the car is the best possible place to talk about sex when you're not because you're not going to have sex. You're not having sex in that moment. You're probably pretty removed from it and you're both like looking in a different direction. I feel like sex conversations and like things like requests like that really easy to do in the car. Wow, that's actually really good advice. I would have never thought of that. You feel a little separated, but at the same time, you're close. You know what I mean? Like You have them all the more reason not to catch eye contact because uh-huh, you got to watch the road. Uh-huh. Oof. Yeah. Fantone, that's a good one there, Thank buddy. You, buddy. Thank you. That is really well done. Another guy says, I just wish I could ask for oral sex without feeling like I'm asking to be serviced. Well, that is what you're asking. So you're never going to not feel like that. And also, like, dude, just welcome to being a man in a relationship. Like, it's just the way it is. Like, there's, it, it, you know, asking, I, I will admit, asking for that is weird. Um, the thing is, is, is you've got to make sure that not, you know, you've got to be willing to do that same thing is whatever thing she likes, do it without being asked to go if first. She, if she really wants a back rub without having it turn into sex, then you've got to do that. If you expect her to be like, Hey, sometimes I'm just going to orally pleasure you because like I was talking to this girl. All right. So like, I've been kind of like, you know, something started to like kick off in the DMS recently. Right. You know how all this stuff happens now. And so, like, you know, we're going back and forth. And next thing you know, you start talking about these types of maneuvers and these types of things. And so, like, that gap got, like, that conversation got brought up. We were talking about maybe, like, you know, hanging out at my house watching a movie. 
And she said to me, she goes, Dan, if I'm at your house and we're in the middle of a movie and she's like, and that's just something you, she's like, just turn to me and tell me. She's like, I'm totally going to do it. And I was like, see, the problem with that is, is that here's where guys kind of get screwed is like, right. Is that that's that woman. But oh if, yeah, but if, but then if another woman comes to your house and, and like a guy will think, well, one girl told me this, one woman told me this, so it obviously flies with all of them, right? And no, no, it will not. I was um so yeah, I don't think you're ever gonna get to the point to where you, you're not gonna have to ask a woman to do that. Um, it's nice when it happens organically, when it's just like, hey, I know you had a tough day, or hey, I just were sitting around on a Saturday afternoon and, and it just happens. Um, but it, you're probably most times gonna have to request. Is that right? I think so. Uh, a guy here also says, I've always wanted to tie a girl up, but I'm worried about asking for it. Says I watch a lot of Law and Order, and I know how wrong that can Jeez. go. Well, that's a TV show, so Jeez. like this, so you know what I mean. Don't don't get caught up in that. Um, but again, if 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 the girl you're dating or married to is is all right with being tied up, my guess is there have been hints along the way that would let you know that. Yeah, that's a ladder process. I mean, it goes from like at one point you just like you know you grab her hands, and if she reacts well to that, if she's like, oh, I like that, then all of a sudden you can you can start you know going further down that rabbit hole. Now, guys, I got good news for you because later in the program, we're actually going to find out through a new study that women are way more kinky than you think they are, and we actually have a list of their secret desires. Turns out 62% of women are way more kinky than you think they are. And again, we have a list of what it is they're secretly desiring, and we'll get into that a little later in the program. But more Stansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Oh, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. People seem to be enjoying the picture of me in the Santa suit. Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show is where you can see that. Also, uh, Dan.Stansbury on the Instagram. At Stansbury Show is the Twitter. And people seem to be liking it, making a lot of comments, making me hate myself. Um, it's pretty hard at this point for Stansberry to surprise me. It really is. No matter what happens, I feel like I've like, well, yeah, we've, I could have seen that one we've crossed this bridge before at the right. very least. We've been through this, you know, and this is one of those times, man. You could knock me over with a touch, with a strong gust of wind, dude. I'm shocked. I mean, shocked that you are going to be wearing the Santa Claus outfit there. I don't know what to make of it. I don't either. I don't know what to make of it. I'll tell you this, though. As a guy who's been anti-costume his entire life. God. No, I... So my buddy Rodney, mm-hmm. right? He's like 6'3", long hair, always pulled back in a ponytail. He's tatted from like the neck down, owns two tattoo shops. Just like that dude, right? Okay. But every year, around between Halloween and Christmas, he'll pull out from the attic. He's got this huge... Pink bunny costume. Okay. And every time he wears it, you would think you would think we had tickets to see Jesus. Like people just run up to him, and the amount of women who like fawn over him as he's in the pink bunny costume, oh, yeah. dude. He's gotten laid every year he wears that thing. I think he's in a relationship now. So sorry, sorry, new girlfriend. But like that's kind of how that goes. Like, dude. And so there was part of me that was like. Well, maybe I'll meet somebody at, at, the, at that Christmas party with the Santa fetish. The, the concept of wearing something ridiculous to attract people, I know it seems counterproductive. It's called but peacocking. It, and but like, it works. It does because it shows you have enough confidence in yourself to look ridiculous in a public situation. Care. 
situation yeah. and not care. Right. And that, uh, that will be attractive to women. Um, dude, I'm, now I'm concerned, though. So now you've introduced vagina and you're like, oh, dude, hey, costumes aren't that bad. Maybe I'll start wearing costumes. I'm afraid you're going to turn into like a cosplayer or whatever, dude. Totally worried about this. Next year at Canton Comic Con in Stansbury, you're going to be walking across the stage dressed up like, like, like Kylo Ren? I don't know. Little Poe Dameron. Dude, <laughs> it's possible. Little Poe Dameron. Possible. Anything's possible now. He's wearing Santa Claus costumes, people. I'm about as appealing as a porg. Jeez, if you've dude. Seen the, if you've seen The Last Jedi, you got that joke. And <sighs> Which, by the way, the Star Wars nerds are still all on. Jeez. I'm not doing it, but okay. they're still all on. Can I ask you a question? We do this a lot. We do this a lot where I examine things that happen online that I don't understand. And so sometimes I'm like, ah, maybe you're old. Maybe you just don't get it. But like, there's this thing that happens where like, I'll see a dude post a meme and it'll say something like this. (laughs) If I say F you, how many of my friends are going to say F you back? And then his friend just starts saying F you back in the comments? Well, probably all of them, dude. <laughs> because birds of a feather flock together. And I'm sure all you maverick menthol smokers probably <laughs> all effing know one another. Right? I mean, there's only so many t-shirt brands selling, you know, skulls all the way down the sleeves, bro. Like, you all shop at the same store. You guys all know one another. All the, if I say F you's, already know one another. Yeah, the same store is. Circle K and the Polar Pop Cup filled with cigarette butts, dude. 100%. Right. Why do I want my friends to turn around and say "f you" back? Why would I want that? Um, what do I get? What does that prove? What piece of brotherhood? What fabric of friendship do I not have because I don't have this? This is all. This is all. Well, you can't offend me. I'm so tough. This is in its own way virtue signaling. This is showing like, hey, I'm a tough person. Oh, I'm. God. Yeah. This it's 100 what it is. I, I'm. T- Tough. I can't be offended. Uh, you know, if, you're if, tough because you have to walk everywhere because you don't have the credit to get a car. That's what made you. You're not tough. You're just walking around. I, I just, if I say f you, how many of them gonna say it? Back? <laughs> Never mind the fact that they're typing it and not saying it. Not to be a dick, but. For all of you, F you. How's that? I'm saying it right to you. I just, dude, I will never understand stuff like that on Facebook. You know, God damn it. <laughs> I just, you know, the end is near and I can feel it. More Sansbury Show headed your way next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge tickets for you. That game tomorrow night at Civic Center. We'll get you hooked up here uh, momentarily. However... The office does close early today and tomorrow. So if you win, you will have to be here, I believe, before tomorrow at noon, I believe, is when the office is closing tomorrow, right? Today at noon and tomorrow at noon as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the scheduling and I'm picking those up will be a little tight. So we do have the Christmas party today, and we've been making jokes about it all day, right? And I just said to you... Should we re-gift these bottles of Tito's that our bosses gave us, and I'll give one to one, and you give yours to the other guy, as a joke? But joking aside, do you really think we should be walking into this without a card 
for one of those two guys, like a Starbucks card or something? Like, is this the wrong? I feel like we're making the uh, uh, like the wrong decision here. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand firm to if this was a normal place, I would say yes, we probably need to do something. But like, no, I, de- now, I don't. What's think the it- motivation for that? Is it because you feel like in a normal place, maybe you would be seen in a good light, and maybe the, maybe good would would fall onto you this next year? Yeah, me, you know that it would be it would be you'd be building towards something. So the only reason to give him a Christmas present was <laughs> is to be getting something out of it. It's the only reason to give any, you know what I'm saying? Like especially right. adult, adult to adult. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're giving him a, a present because it's really that that five dollars to Starbucks is really going to make a difference about. in his day. Here's what I worry about. This is a small office, correct? Right. There's a handful of people that work here, right? And if we walk in there and we're the two guys that don't give those guys a card for for the you know for the Christmas holiday, it's noticeable. And it's also going to be talked about. Which 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 person in here do you think has that mindset of like, well, I'm going to give them something? I don't think any of these people do. I don't think any of them do. Maybe like maybe like the HR woman. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe her. But but she's probably making like you know like you handmade this- handmade ornaments for everybody. No, dude, I don't think the sales staff is going to. No, I, dude, I don't. No, they're not. <laughs> I do not think that at all. Oh, I wonder. I here's what I think is because I think they will. The other guy's name is Jeff, and he's like kind of like the head of sales. Yeah, I think all those people, the salespeople, will probably get him something, and not the programming boss, who's technically our boss. And I worry then, like our guys are going to be sitting there, all the you know the sales guy, all his people love him. Here's all this stuff, and how <laughs> you and I are looking back at Chubbs, like, sorry, bro, sucks to be. If this was if this was standard place, I, you'd have a point, and I would agree with it. But like, this is the only radio station in the that I've ever worked at where I felt like, yeah, dude, don't get your boss something for Christmas. It, well, because it, number one, it's it, not the industry. No, but I, he, I don't think number one, he was the person behind these bottles of booze that we were given. That's true. I think that was the other guy that for was like sure Jeff was. was like, hey, we're gonna make this happen. All the more reason why I feel like ah, maybe I want to reciprocate. And Keith probably was like, dude, this is stupid. What are we doing this for? Like, wh- why? Keith is a tough buy because he doesn't want anything. He doesn't enjoy anything. And so, like, so making stands very miserable, right? Like chocolate, like I could see that, but like he's not a Starbucks guy. Like he's not gonna, you know what no, I mean? He's not gonna drink no. a ton of coffee. Like he's not one of those guys. And uh, I don't, wanna, I don't know, man. I don't want to say decisions don't matter here and your actions don't matter, but like it's not. Yeah, don't say that. But it's not even going. Though you, it's, you, even though you just said it, it's not going to. It's not going to count for anything. I feel. I feel like honestly, like a small like. Like gesture like that is one hundred percent brushed to the side. By the time we get back from Christmas vacation, like now, I did do it the first year, and that whole next year, then all he said was, "Save your money, don't do that." But isn't that what everybody says? But secretly, dude, you, it's like when your wife says you, she does, tells you she doesn't want anything for your anniversary, knowing damn well she does. Isn't it kind of like one of those? I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, here's the thing. Um, if you feel strongly about this, I think I'm probably going to end up bitching out and getting a car. You zig, I'll zag. We'll see where we stand January 2nd. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you're holding firm. I will hold firm here, dude. Because there's will, part of me that thinks you're being a dick and I'll like be a talking dick. me. No, I think you're talking me into not doing anything. <laughs> and here you come just like bag full of toys, cookies, ornaments. All, all their kids get everything. My mom made you this cake. Look at this. Stands for me, dude. That dude's fat. Yeah, he's in the Santa suit, but he didn't get you anything. Like, I could see you. Like, I, I just, I worry about that too maybe that's the move to make there is since you are coming dressed as santa claus maybe doing like 
$5 Starbucks gift cards to all of the other employees, I think that would mean more to our boss than than you getting something for him. That's a lot of money. Baby. Well, I mean, just something yeah, in five, that. 10, 15, 20. Dude, dude, there's, oh, 10 of, there's 10 Jeez. of us that work here, dude. Jeez. There's 10 of Jeez. us. So. Well, I mean, dude, if they'll front me next month's paychecks, <laughs> then I'll get everybody Starbucks. I think that's the play to make if you're going to do something because then you walk in as Santa Claus and are you going to like walk through the door as Santa? Well, here's the thing on that. So like I have the suit here. Okay. But of course, Nicole forgot half of it. Okay. So she's got the other half and I said, well, bring me the other half. She goes, well, I'm not working tomorrow. So, you know, tomorrow's my first day of vacation. And so she's like, I'm coming to the Christmas party. She's like, so I'll just meet you there. So like I'll have half of it. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of want the door to open, like the uh, you know to swing open, and there stands very full throttle Santa. I don't want it to be like, all right, I'm here, and now I'll put the costume on begrudgingly. I I, I think no, 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 no. Okay, if I get no, if I arrive to Christmas party and I'm not in Santa gear, it probably doesn't happen. Okay, well then, yeah, yeah, dude, but. I need her help because the pants for this thing are so big, they have to be like bobby pinned together. Because, dude, that, I mean, like, honestly, they will not stay up. It's 2017. Be careful when she's down there with bobby pins, dude. I'm just telling you that. It's 2017. It's fair point. Be careful. Um, it's fair point. Um, but see, here's what I'm concerned about is if you get prepared in Santa costume before you have to be there before the point of no return, you're going to be like, dude, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You're going to have that mini freak out in your bathroom. You're going to be like losing your you, mind. I'll tell you what's weird is that I, I, I'm kind of now I'm because we've been talking about it. I, like, I'm almost looking forward to it. Really? See, I thought the longer this day went on, the more anxious ridden you would be. Like, the more, you know, you would just have it building up inside of you, that crock pot of, ang- of anxiety. Nah, dude, I got to tell you, and I don't like what this says about me at all, but I am sort of enjoying how much enjoyment everybody else is getting out of it. Really? Like, dude, all the comments on, like, the photo at Facebook and, like, you know, Twitter and all that. And, like, I mean, obviously everybody's taking shots at me and stuff like that. But there's something about how much joy everybody's getting out of it that really makes me happy. See? Who are you, dude? Once again, I thought this was going to be, like, now I'm exposed. People see me looking like a fool, and I don't want to do that. I thought 100% this was going to build the other way. Well, I've got a long way to go yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, who knows? But as of right now, no, man, there's part of me that's pretty, like, I'm almost excited. Wow. Honestly, dude, this whole morning, and I knew it was going to be an odd morning because it's the last day before vacation. Stansbury and I have had senioritis for the last month, but never would I have expected, like, hey, Stansbury, excited for a costume party tonight. Fantonis had senioritis since <laughs> June 14th of 2014. <laughs> Premiere date of the program. Damn. Literally been looking at the door since that day. Damn. Yeah, this guy said to me, he's like, you just like the attention. It's that simple. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked to find out that uh, that I'm an attention-driven person. Yeah. I mean, look at the career in which I've chosen. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's, uh, that, that is part of it. But I, I am, I, I, for some reason, I wouldn't have thought I would. Normally, I would hate that kind of attention. But there's something about this where I'm just like, all right, well, they're getting a kick out of it, and I'm the one supplying that, so I kind of like it. So a principal has been busted for something that's not great, but if I were a parent, I'm not sure I would care about it. We'll give you that story. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9, Dan tweets in and says, I never thought I would like not angry Stansberry, but it's growing on me. Hang in there, buddy. 
Yeah, I, I know. There's a lot of you that only like it when I'm like screaming my head off. And I, dude, I gotta tell you, I get it. I totally do. But that's a hard way to do a show. Like, there's so many times I'll just go home and just like, like pass right out just because I'm like exhausted. Because being angry, dude, it's dude, it does. It takes a lot out of you, man. And uh, it and, does. And, and you get built into this cycle of like you're like, all right, I know it works, so I'm gonna get angry. Am I really mad? Or right. I just do. You know what I mean? And then like, you find yourself screaming about something you absolutely 100 percent don't do care about. Not care about. Right. It's like, dude, what did I just do with my day? Right. Why am I seeing stars? Right. Like, why am I in an argument with these people on Twitter? I don't even care about. I don't this. care about this. Somebody else writes in and says, "Dude, you're just wearing that Santa suit because you want the milk and cookies." Uh-huh. A little bit right. A little bit right there. Did you guys leave milk and cookies out for Santa? Was that the thing? I don't remember. I'm sure when we were kids, yeah. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't like have. A, I don't have like a fond memory of doing that or anything. Um, as we were discussing whether or not we should get something for the boss man for the Christmas party, yeah. so the salespeople were listening. Okay. And uh, Kirsten texted me, and she was like, um, "Nicole and I got something for Jeff." And I was like, "Yeah, I knew you would." Like, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, I think we're handling this wrong. Um, I, what I'm going to say about that is, okay, so those two got something, but I, is is anyone else from that side of the okay. building even attending? Well, see, that's interesting. Is that I would rather side with the people who I think are doing it right versus going, well, look at all those look people. At all those people. All those people. Oh, those See, these people. two did it right, but there's more people doing it wrong. I'll go join the group of people doing it wrong, right? Um, Isn't that what you're doing right there? Fair, fair enough. Fair enough logic. Uh, I, I I know what you're saying, and I kind of have to agree with that because it makes sense. But at the same time, um, we're introducing logic into Santa Claus. This is a place unlike any other, and right. uh, and and I feel like you know there is going to be that level of like, what do, you, what do I want a ten dollars Dunkin' Donuts? Card just for. do twenty million. Just notice, dude. He's walking me right, right in and not buying, not buying the gift, and then he's just, he's, dude, he's gonna come over top. Because here's what's gonna happen. Right, his girlfriend's listening to the program too. She is, yeah. And what's going to happen is, is that when we get off the air, she's going to call him and she's going to do the woman thing because the woman always makes you smarter. Like the wife always makes you smarter. Like a guy would never buy something for his boss. Normally, it's the wife. It's like idiot. This is the guy that signs the checks. Like let's pretend we like him. It's normally your wife that walks you into this stuff. And, dude, I'm telling you, I think Megan's going to be like, Matt, what are you doing? Like, we got to do this. By this logic, though, wouldn't it be like, well, of course you invite your boss over for, 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 you know, for dinner. Never, ever would I imagine doing that. Ever in my wildest dreams would I be like, hey, <sighs> that come feels, over to my home. That feels a little antiquated. Even even going out to dinner then. Even saying like, hey, boss, man, me, you, me, you and, our, and our significant together. others and we're going to go out. Yeah, that would be the move to make in a lot of places. That is not the move here. Like, can you imagine Can you right, imagine saying that to him? Like, yo, hey, we're all significant oh. others. We're all rounding them oh, up. Oh, dude, the idea of him spending his free time with us. Splitting two oh. for 20s. Oh. Split, dude, come, come on, dude. Well, first of all, that that boy's never split a meal with anyone, <laughs> ever. First of all. It's all a one for 20. Like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, that dude, he's a two for fortier, is who he is. That's who he is. He'll buy two meals, eat them both. I don't know, man. I think cards the right way to go. Um, I, like, yo, dude, thanks for not firing us. Yes, I, 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 I understand that. I just think that, and then the big bold letters underneath that yet. <laughs> no scoreboard. That's what I'm putting underneath of it. That's where I'm, I'm drawing my line. Is that right? Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't think this is necessary. I don't. All right, so there's this story that I read out of Massachusetts that this had to happen, but I think there was a way to avoid all of this, and we'll get there here in a second. But parents are now upset 
about everything. Because, well, yeah. Okay. But, and, and this one I sort of get, but I think there was a way around this. A school employee, and I believe it is, yes, it was the assistant principal at Beckwith Middle School in Massachusetts. Aaron Vieira is the assistant principal. All right. And he has been busted in an in a prostitution ring. Okay? Aaron Vieira agreed to pay an undercover police officer 60 bucks in exchange for sex. This was back in October. 60 bucks? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not versed in hookers. I feel like I know a lot about a lot, but like I don't know what hooker rates are. 60 bucks? Yeah, like I'm always like I don't know what hooker rates are either, but I would for me like again, as a guy who's never purchased a prostitute, 60 bucks doesn't sound like a bargain to me. Uh-uh. It sounds like, dude, you need to run away from that. Yeah. It, like, if you tell me 1100 I'm like, all right, she must be good at what she does. And, dude, like, that's worth it for her to be doing this. Couple hundred bucks sounds right. 500 to me. sounds right. Because then, at least at that point, I feel like, well, you're probably not being run through. Because every dude I know has got 60 Yeah. Not every dude I know has got 500 $60 hookers? That just seems uh, terrible. <laughs> I don't know. But parents are are upset because they learned through a newspaper article listing the arrests. And other parents said that they learned from their own children and through other parents in the community Facebook groups that it happened. Right. One says here, it came, it kind of came through my kids, through rumors from the school. Of course, welcome to school, like that's what's going to happen. Now, according to court documents, the state dropped the misdemeanor charge against Vieira and he took a sexual education course. Wow. That's it? Yeah, that seems, that seems a little strange. Wow. Now, other parents are saying he they prefer if he leaves the district. And again, admittingly, I don't have kids. And I will full on admit before telling you my opinion here that when if or if and when I should happen to have a kid, that my opinion on this could easily change and I'll make room for that. Okay? I'm not sure if my kid's principal gets caught with a prostitute if I care. Right? Now, let me tell you why, okay? A, I'm of the belief that prostitution should be legal. Now, he did something illegal here, and you're in a position of, like, power and leadership in a school, so if you want to move him off of that because of, of because of prostitution being illegal, I'm not going to argue with you, okay? Like, I can get that. I get it, right? There's a moral thing happening here, and, uh, you know, it is illegal, but on the morality issue alone, it didn't happen on school grounds. It's sex in his private life. It doesn't affect my kid any way, shape, or form, other than the fact that had it not been illegal, his name would have never been in the newspaper for it. See what I'm saying? Like, the only reason it was made like obvious to your kids that it was going down is because of this action that I feel like should be legal is illegal, and now they can print your name in the newspaper for it. Yes, if you lived in Nevada, I would agree with you a hundred percent. And I, if if we're in the if we're in the hypothetical world where prostitution is legal, well then yeah. But at the it's end of, not at the it, end of the day. And th- so I get that, but that was like, it was kind of like my reason to talk about this is like it's stories like this that kind of show me that we have the wrong approach to prostitution in this country. At the end of the day, this was a decision-making process on this guy, and that's where it really boils down to to me is like, dude, 
you can't stop thinking with your penis long enough to realize, hey, I'm going to be arrested for trying to pick up a $60 hooker. I feel like that shows pretty bad decision making. And I can understand why any employer would say to themselves, you know what? I don't want this guy being a shot caller in my building. All right. I lean on the decision making thing a lot in stories like this. I lean on that one a lot. You said Jeff Fisher couldn't be the coach of the Browns because he's the decision making with his mustache. So like, if that's the case with him, I feel like that's a pretty fair line with prostitution. Yeah, we got to start men in blacking you <laughs> when you leave the studio every day. Got to start pulling out that wand, erasing the memory. I don't know, dude. Don't don't ever quote me to me. <laughs> you know, I. But I'll be honest with you. Like, and again, like I said, I, I don't have a kid, and I know everything changes the moment you do, right? And your outlook on. Everything changes the moment you do. And I'm not knocking that. I know that to be true. I saw it happen with my brother. I have saw it happen with other friends. But as a single guy sitting here right now with no prospects of, of kids whatsoever, I got to be honest with you. I don't think I care if my kids' teachers are, are you know, are, are paying for hookers. I don't care. It's sex. And if this story does anything, it just proves to me that, dude, that people are honestly just not able to acquire the sex that they desire in their lives. And so you end up seeking the help of a professional. And all the more reason why we got to yank this industry from out of the shadows, clean it up, regulate it, and everybody gets what they want. I, I don't I don't understand why we are still stuck in like the stone ages with our mentality on this particular issue. In the day and age of dudes like taking their penis out and Charlie Rose getting naked chasing chicks around the newsroom. Where, where that's legitimately awful, you really care if two adults come to a financial decision over sex? I would rather have guys pay prostitutes and do that than sexually harass women in the workplace, take your, you know, masturbate in front of them, chase them around the office naked. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that if you go get your kink worked out that you won't do any of that. But I'm saying is in this year of like, here's dudes being awful. I'm not sure guys going to prostitutes equates to that being awful. I think it's time we pull that industry out of the dark, dude. Clean it up and everybody gets what they want. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. South Bay Lakers, if my memory serves, are in town. That is correct, sir. Uh, Can't Charge pulled off a big victory on the road this week, so uh, hopefully they continue that forward momentum. Uh, I'm telling you, man, Can't Charge is a very, very talented team. They've just struggled at home for some reason, so hopefully they can shake that off and uh, you know get a victory out at the Civic Center tomorrow night. I'm excited about that game tomorrow night. Friend of the program, Ricky Smith, going to be in the building. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Random acts of kindness everywhere doing their thing. So I would uh, I would assume Ricky's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. Uh, I know Sugardale's got a couple of tricks up their sleeve. And by that, I mean dollar dogs, baby. Really? Just going hard on the hot dogs. Yeah, dude. I, dude, I almost want to cancel my flight so I can go to Dollar Dog. <laughs> That's how fat I am. Tickets started just eight bucks, and man, with hot dogs only being a dollar, like you take the kids, man. It's a good. Uh, it's a good first, like, hey, An expensive night out. Yeah, it's a good first, like, hey, you're on Christmas break now because I think most kids today's their last day. So I'll tell you what the charge game would be great. What's that? If your kids are like, Dad, take me to a Cavs game, right? Right. So then you take them to the charge game, 
to see. It's like, all right, well, are you going to pay attention? Uh, are you going to, dude, can you handle the live sport? Before you go spend hundreds of dollars on tickets, right? you know what I mean? Take your kid to a $20 night and see if he can, like, handle that versus, like, just running up and down the aisles knocking over my nachos. Don't let your kid knock over my nachos. Don't. Not if you like your kid. You're not going to like that. So I saw this story yesterday. I was suspicious it was not true, and now it has come out where Floyd Mayweather says he's not doing it. But Dana White was out there saying that he was in discussions with Floyd Mayweather to fight in the octagon this time. Now, we had already seen Conor McGregor go into the boxing world and fight Floyd Mayweather. Did not go well. Floyd pretty much toyed with him the entire fight. Made it look close. That fight was not that close. And nor should it have been. I mean, Floyd's one of the best boxers of all time. He's a, he's a technician. Like, it's a different animal. It's like I, I said when before that fight took place. It'd be like giving Eddie Van Halen the xylophone and going, what do you mean you can't play that? Right. I mean, it'd be like, it's, it's very much the same thing. It's, a, it's, it's an instrument, yes, but not the guitar. And so I thought to myself, I was like, all right, well, obviously Floyd's going to win this fight. It's going to be pretty easy. I was surprised that there was as much attention on it as there was. And then this would be even worse the other way. Like, oh, 100%. It's at least with Connor going into boxing, it's a dude who fights who has to learn a fighting style. Floyd's a boxer getting into the octagon. There's 200 fighting styles. It, striking with your hands is a part of MMA. Everything else that's a part of MMA is not a part of boxing. Like you know Floyd, what I mean? Like Floyd would get in there and not realize all the angles at which he has to right. watch from where a strike right. would come. And... But that being said, as a guy who hates Floyd Mayweather, I just find him to be so cocky and annoying, which I know a lot of you just went, really, dude? Really? But yes, I do. Right? I find him to be really cocky and really annoying. That there is nothing I would want to see more than Nate Diaz just get his hands on Floyd Mayweather and rip him apart. Okay, Nate Diaz, because I was going to say Conor McGregor, just as cocky, just as annoying. Yeah. But um, I, I, I just like I'm just a Nate Diaz fan. You, you got to imagine, like, all right, so yes, you you incorporate kicks, you incorporate you know blows from, but what happens when Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather gets taken to the ground? It's, it's over. over. It's one hundred percent. Once you get into like ground game, once you get into submissions and stuff, well, he would have zero chance there. Here's the other thing. Like, let's just keep it with hand striking. The gloves in the UFC are completely different. And I think you could hurt Floyd the way he's never been hurt in a boxing ring. Does this prove in this concept of like, well, the greatest boxer of all time couldn't even step in and really MMA it? Does this prove that MMA is the superior fighting sport there? You know, I wonder what a boxing purist is going to say. Boxing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just about like, because I don't. They're going to say the sweet science. You don't understand. Yeah. Like... I don't know if I know both sports well enough to be the person who makes that call. I, I... I think MMA would be harder just because there's more to it. Um, there's more fighting styles. There's more defense moves you have to know. There's the ground. There's all this stuff. Superior, yes, I, yeah, as, I, I agree. In, in my amateur opinion, I think the UFC is going to be. It's definitely going to be harder to be dominant. In. If boxing were truly the dominant fighting sport, you would see more dudes incorporating boxing into their MMA style. You know what I'm saying? If it was so much better, if it true. was so much like greater than true, that is true. Yet 
grab any UFC fan, and myself included, when you watch two men stand in the middle of that cage and they're just standing there extreme blows and a dude gets knocked out from a strong right hand, it's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, most even most times dudes are MMA. Like, I don't want to see a submission. Most most times I feel like, at least most fights I've watched when dudes are trading blows, it's not necessarily in the same style as boxing. You know what I mean? Like no, there's a different. difference. There's a difference it between is. hand striking and MMA and like true to the heart boxing. And I, I just feel like if it were so great and if it were really the the greatest fighting sport of the world, you would see more of it as like the dominant style, and you don't. I, I mean, heard people talking about this yesterday, and the guy said he's like, "Well, I'm going to buy the fight." He's like, "If, if Mayweather fights in the UFC, I'm going to buy it." And I was like, "What?" Like for me, there's way less interest in Mayweather being in the UFC than there was in McGregor going to boxing. McGregor at least had a prayer shot. Like what? What, what did everybody say when that fight? He's got a puncher's chance. Got a puncher's chance. Right? There is no such thing as a puncher's chance. Floyd Mayweather doesn't hit you hard enough. So you take the gloves away from him, you take the judges away from him, and you make it about physicality. I don't think he hits hard enough to hurt any single one of them UFC dudes all that bad. And in the end, they're just going to run up to him, grab him by the body, take him down, and just make him so quit. Yeah. yeah, they're just going to make him quit. I think that fight's... And I think Floyd knows that, and I think that's why Floyd's like, dude, I'm not doing this, because there's no way for him to set it up for him to win. And I I think it's pretty fair to say Dana White was probably like, yo, Joe Rogan, here's $100,000, just start this rumor for me, bro. Right? I mean, like, right? Yeah. Like, dude, we need a little bit of light on us, you know, we haven't had a lot of shine since this fight. Since that fight. just, Just start this rumor for us, please. Huh, I wonder. Yeah, easy enough. I mean, Joe works for your company. He's a hundred thousand bucks. Easy, easy enough to do that. Wow, I never even thought about that, but you're probably right. That probably is exactly how that went down. All right, Hugh Jackson has come out and said oh. something else. Pretty strange about Deshaun Kaiser. We're going to give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. This is the yesterday podcast right there. Let me make sure. She threw out tweeted me. I think her name is Katie. It was like, Stansbury, it will take you a lot less time to buy your boss a gift card than it is for you to have the debate on whether or not you should do it. She goes, I feel like this is a lot like when your mother talks to you about funerals. If you're debating whether or not to go to the funeral, get dressed and go. Okay. Like if you're debating the, you know, a Christmas card for your boss, what it's, just, it's like praying. What's it hurt? Buy the card, give it to him. If he hates it, throws it away, whatever. But then at least you still feel you know what I mean? She's right. So I probably am gonna do I'm I have to go shopping anyway. Like right. again, the laundry like lost some of my, my clothing and I'm heading out of town tomorrow night. And so I was like, dude, I got a brave Belden when we're done here today. Like, because all right, here's luck. what I need. Because maybe I don't, and maybe there's a place where I can get this done here in Canton, Ohio, that I don't know about. And so, female, you know, uh, listeners of the audience may be able to help me out here. All right, what I need is two pairs of jeans and two sweaters. That's all I need. Everything else, I already, you know what I mean. I'll have, and I think I just need two pairs of jeans, two sweaters, get me through a couple of decent meals in Vegas, and be done. It's located on uh, on on West Tusk, I believe it's pronounced Walmart. Maybe can get it done for you. <laughs> the only possible place worse than Belton Village right now. You know now what? Is Walmart, by the way, dude. let me tell you this story. So yesterday I was in this building, yeah, and somebody was saying that about the Christmas party. We're like, well, you know, he'll probably dress up and maybe not wear Walmart clothes. Okay. And I got offended by that. Oh yeah. Because 
Again, people, some people in this building feel like the way you and I dress to come in here to do this is, the, is who we are as people. It's like, no, dude, it's 3.45 in the morning and I'm just waking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a little cocky and a little crazy for a woman that can't pronounce Hermes properly to be telling me that I shop at Walmart for clothing. Learn that and then you can run your mouth a little bit more. But learn to pronounce that right first. And then, and then we'll get there. Scoreboard. Yeah. That's all, all I'm going to say. Scoreboard. A little bit. So there's, um, so I just need to know like where I can go do that. Like I know somebody's going to say to me, Target. Uh, Target's all right for clothes. It's not the worst. It really isn't. I, I mean, tried on a pair of jeans there the other day and they, I don't know. No. I mean, I can't name the whole store over like one pair of jeans and I was being rushed. It's not the worst, but it's not the best either. It's one of those like kind of in the middle there. Where, like, I feel like they have a better men's department than some other like like strip mall stores. Sometimes I feel like going to Target. It's it's feast or famine there. Sometimes I'll go in there and I'm like, damn, dude, look at this. Oh my gosh, this is dope too. And then I'll you know I'll go back and it's like, oh my god, this is all terrible. Like why would I want why would I want to wear a sriracha t shirt? Like I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not oh doing that. Oh my god, look, the Foo Fighters have a shirt. I uh, yeah I uh, I mean, dude, here's the thing. If I'm in that parking lot, that's gonna be as bad as Belden anyway, uh, right? You no, might as well just go. No, really? you're, you're you're underestimating the terribleness of Belden Village Mall at this time of year, dude. I mean. It, it, and you got to think too. It was bad a week ago. I went up to Dick's. I don't know. It was a week ago, and I walked not just because of Dick's, but because of the entire situation. I walked out of like a store, just like, dude, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm freaking out. Like, really? I, I can't deal with it. And that was a week ago. You got to think today. A lot of people. Yesterday was their last day of work. I think a lot of kids. Yesterday was their last day of school. You know oh, what F I mean? My life. So now you've got teenagers into the mix. You've got grandmas trying to get that last thing. You've got men who are trying to get that, you know, that, that Victoria's Secret, whatever, for their wife. So no, dude, it is going to be a cluster F of idiots up there in Belton Village. I, I do not envy you for that one, buddy. Multiple people telling me JC Penny. Um, Penny's, Penny's I, haven't right. I haven't shopped there. And normally, I'm a Macy's dude normally. Right? Normally, Macy's is like where I get everything done at. But like I, I'm just I am trying to avoid that that mall today because dude I was there a week ago and it was a nightmare. Yeah, I mean you could go to Penny's, but you're still in I'm that. In the mall. You're still in that area, so like that's not necessarily going to help you out. Um, oh, this is a good. She's like this woman says Kohl's over Target has a much better men's department, and she's right. Kohl's and there's that shoe store right next door, right there by our Kohl's that I use a lot. Well, there's that Dick's and Target and Kohl's all in that same strip mall. But dude, I'm telling you, that's in close enough proximity. Number one to Belton. Village, and then it really is its own kind of uh, cluster F of parking. Dude, that parking lot is terrible. That man. parking lot is terrible. Uh, Getting out of there. Express, so, oh, the and worst, then turning left right there. Oh. Then you got to make that another left right there to get back on the freeway. And it's an oh, dude, nobody can drive over there. What I here's why I don't. Here's why I thought the mall oh, right wow. is because it's a hundred stores. One parking lot, right. and once I'm in the mall, what I don't want to have happen is to go to Target, go to Kohl's, and then find. Damn it, I still have to go across right, the street in the right. mall. So I figured just, you know, go into the mall, beat the middleman out of it, face your fears, just go do it. But the Kohl's idea, I do like. Um, uh, they, they got nice the, stuff. The thing there. I'm going to say to you is that you're not leaving until like seven o'clock tomorrow night, right? Flights later in the afternoon. Yeah, evening. it's about six o'clock tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so I would say to you, since I know you're going to wake up early tomorrow, the first day of vacation, semi early anyway, yeah. I would go to the mall 
8 a.m. You know what I'm saying? I would go tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. You're going to have a much easier time than like 11 noon today. If you go early enough, you're going to be able to meet or beat a vast majority of people who are like, oh, I got to get my last minute shopping done. It's going to be you, a couple grandmas, maybe a little bit busier than walkers. Right. A little bit busier than your average Friday morning, but still tolerable. Where if you go today around noon, dude, I'm, I'm serious, bro. And I know you've been trying to work on this. I am legit worried about your mental health, dude. I think you're going to have your physical health. You're going to have an aneurysm in the middle of the parking lot. Well, here's bro. the other thing is that a lot of people who are attending our office Christmas party don't live in Canton. Right. You know what I mean? So I have I have offered the my apartment as a pre-gaming spot oh. for said Christmas party. Oh. So I'm going to be having some people into my home, which I normally don't do. I uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of God and uh, yeah I don't know what the hell's going on, bro. With what is going on with you? Honestly, today you are like, no, I'm gonna go to Belden Village. You're going to bring people into your home, and then you're gonna wear a goddamn Santa costume. What? Who are you? Dude, if I lose hundred pounds today, <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> it's gonna be the best thing in the world. But my point is, is like my house Jeez. is clean, but it needs to be tidied up a little. Okay. And so I've told them our party's at 3. I was like, yeah, swing by around like 2.15, 2.30. We'll have a couple of drinks at my place. Then we'll all head up. You know what I mean? Right. Show up a few minutes fashionably late there right. and the like. So then I still have to do that is what I'm saying. So I still have to go home and then be able to do that. So I'm not sure the mall is really the no. best way to go. So your idea might be the best thing to do. Belton Village tomorrow morning is going to be a lot easier, dude. It really will be. I'll tell you what would have been easier. My laundry mat not losing my clothes. <laughs> right? Yes. When I had everything I needed. Yes. But no, I see it, dude. I wanted to wear some of the new stuff to the party today underneath the Santa suit because I'm not wearing the Santa suit all night. Okay. Like, I'm going to take it off. Like, hey, here I am. I'm Santa. And then off comes the suit. Uh, dude, but everyone's going to be so excited. Someone's going to turn the snow machine on. You're going to be Cosmopolitan. Are you really going to take that Santa suit off? I don't know. Why. Dude, live it up. All right. No, I dude, look at me, dude. Who am I today? I'm just being talked, dude. Next thing you know, dude. If so, dude, if I eat kale today, just on suggestion, like, dude, seriously, take me to the effing hospital because apparently I need it. Hugh Jackson is going to be under some fire over what he had to say about Deshaun Kaiser. We're gonna get into that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. I want to thank everybody who uh, wrote in and gave me these suggestions about places I might be able to go get two pairs of jeans and two sweaters today. It's all I need. Some stuff got lost in my laundry service, and I have to replace it. I've got a couple of dinners in Vegas while I'm going to be there. I'm going to see some friends who live there who I have not seen in a while. We're going to all go out, and I'm going to, you know what I mean? I just want some new stuff. Yeah, people buy new clothes. It's all right. You don't have to justify it. Well, it's like, dude, this guy hit me up. He was like, just go to Walmart. Who cares what you wear? And it's like, well, dude, I care what I wear. Not that you can't find nice stuff there. That's not what I'm saying. Although I will say this. I was having this conversation with a woman the other day. It's like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's double standards, all this stuff for sure. And the world benefits men in ways that it won't benefit women for sure. But women do get lucky in the sense, like I had an ex-girlfriend who was beautiful and she could go into Walmart with 30 bucks, walk out with clothes and she'd look great. Where I always feel like if I do that, like you can tell. Well, I mean, when you're wearing the, uh, you know, the Brett Favre Wranglers, you know, I, yeah, I mean, uh, she could go in there and get a halfway decent dress. Like the one night she, I'll never forget. She came to pick me up. I was like, man, that dress looks great. Where'd you get that? She's like, Walmart. I was like, see, I don't even think Walmart has a dude's version of that. No. Maybe they have some, like, but I don't know. slacks. But, like, no, I wouldn't recommend, like, hey, go to the Mart and go find yourself a new wardrobe. 
So my friend Stacy hit me up. She's like, TJ Maxx is where you should go. Uh, that's not a bad idea. And I got to tell you, I bet that is going to be a lot less trafficked today. It's still number one, really, really close to Belden. It's in the Belden Village area. Um, it's also really close to Papa Euros. It's the week before, I mean, four days before Christmas, so it's uh-huh. going to be busy. Um, but you've also got Burlington Coat Factory, or just oh. Burlington, I think it's called now. Yeah, the and, Burlington. Yeah. And Burlington, um, they're more than just great coats, uh, but they really are a decent place. Just like TJ Maxx, though, you have to be willing to go like, in there. Look. And right. Yeah, you can't See, just expect to find something. That was the other thing about Macy's, is that I'm a convenience person. I go to the rack of jeans. I know the size I wear. Yank. There they are. Two sweaters. Yank. Yes, it's going to be a lot more money, but I'm going to be in and out quicker, I think. My time's worth my money. I don't know about that today, dude. Going into the mall, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree it'll be quicker today. So listen to this out of Hugh Jackson. Before I give you this, let me give you some Browns numbers. I don't want them. All right? <laughs> no. Over the last six seasons, which again, Hugh's not responsible for all of this, but over the last six seasons, the Browns are 20 and 70, 74. Wow. Yikes. Wow. Bro, that's tough. That is tough. Six. Uh, I'm almost surprised, though. I wouldn't have thought with this year and last year they would have been at 20. You know what I'm saying? With two seasons and one win, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I would have thought it was like 10. You're right. Given the way the last couple yeah. of years have gone, I would have maybe I would have maybe taken the under there. And I think it was last week where Hugh said, hey, "Look, man, Deshaun Kaiser's got some growing to do. Yeah. He's got some growing to do." And people freaked out, and I was like, "Well, I feel like he does have some growing to do." I didn't necessarily hate that comment. Now, so it's 100 true. Now, guy's 21. He's played 12 football games or whatever, 14 football games. Yeah, he's got some growing to do. Somebody showed me yesterday, or I saw online, uh, his first season, Troy Aikman, 1-15. And, and it's like, yeah. well, okay, do like, go back, rookies. Dude, go back and look at Peyton Manning's first year. It was terrible. All he did was throw pick after pick after pick. So three days after stating that it would be a fair question if Deshaun Kaiser would ever get it, Cleveland Browns head coach, they say here, did very little to instill confidence in his rookie quarterback. So apparently he was talking to some reporters in Berea. Was asked again about Kaiser's inconsistent play. He said, I hope better days are ahead for the Notre Dame product. But he also noted that Kaiser was a second round pick and that our future isn't necessarily tied to Kaiser's. I have Hughes' quote here. We did not draft a quarterback in the first round and say, This is our quarterback of the future. We took a quarterback. We are trying to grow him. We have a very young quarterback room. We need to continue to improve that room as much as we can, and we need to move forward for it to be the best it can be. I understand that when you take a guy in the second round, everybody suspects that this is the guy. We wish it is. You hope that it is. But if it isn't, that's okay, too. He says, hopefully that guy will continue to grow and get better, but you also have to get better at the position meaning the team has to get better at the position overall. This is yeah. what I was saying to you yeah. last week. John Dorsey's going to go get you a journeyman, veteran backup who can run an offense. That's going to happen. Just just know that. That's what a veteran GM is going to do. He is going to stabilize the position and get you to at least to where you can score touchdowns. Now, I know, you know, Kaiser threw three in the late in the one game or whatever. Fine. 
But they did not look like a professional offense all year, and you know it. And he's going to go get you one of those kind of guys. I am not a Deshaun Kaiser hater. Me I'm either. not. I, I I really do think that at the very least he has earned his roster position based on the fact that he has shown potential to be an NFL quarterback. That being said, I mean, the guy has made a bajillion knucklehead moves. I mean, you just look at his 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 turnover rate in the red zone and you compare it to the rest of the NFL and you can see Does how it, much further he has to go. There's I think no he, question about that. And then Alex Smith... Yes, does stabilize that position 100%. For sure he does. And if, 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 if in a perfect world, Deshaun Kaiser would have been behind an Alex Smith, would have been behind That's what a you guy want. like that, instead of being would thrown never have to, to play. that Wolves that, the, to, to, you know, the first year. That That's a part of the problem. I personally think John Dorsey is going to go get you a guy, and Cleveland fans are going to freak out and go, he's a bum, never did anything, he can't win. Look, here's, here's his record, here's this. And in reality, then, when you see it next year and they start to look like a pro football, Football team, you're going to go, oh, oh, this is just more Hugh Jackson. I'll tell you exactly what this is. And this I don't like. As, as a guy who has been a Hugh guy, I don't love this right here. This is Hugh Jackson just reminding Browns media, dude, I wanted Wentz. I wanted Watson. This is not, you guys are making this a Hugh Jackson problem, and it's not. This is an organizational problem. That's what he's doing here. And I'm not okay. sure I love that. Okay. But he's reminding people, like, look, dude, I know who the guys are. Now, I understand the frustration of Hugh Jackson with the lack of talent sure. that he has. And, you know, hey, I was screaming Wentz. I was screaming Watson. And you guys wanted to go Kaiser. You, you had to do that. And I understand the frustration there. But here's the thing. is like, if I own a restaurant and I hire a cook and I say to them, here's the menu. Here's the ingredients. Like... These are the recipes. This is what you have to do. Well, it'd be better if we used filet. Yeah, but we don't use filet here. We're McDonald's. We do cheeseburgers. So, you know, this is what you have to right. work with. It is your responsibility. Make the best cheeseburger you can make. Exactly. So, like, there is a little bit of, like... Yeah, he's got to stop doing this so much. I, 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 I don't hate what he said because I think what he said was honest and I think what he said was right. But... I mean, all we ever do is press these guys to tell us the truth, right? Stop giving us the PC answer. Strip it down. Give us the truth. Don't lie to us. And here a guy does it, and we all hate it, myself included. But, I, dude, here's again. This is what I'm going to tell Browns fans. Half of you didn't think they should go get Jimmy Garoppolo, right? System! Belichick, system! Pretty meanwhile, system. dude, meanwhile, Garoppolo looking like a world beater in San Francisco already. Meanwhile, tried to tell you, right? I was the guy trying to tell you. What did I say? I said I would give up every draft pick next year for a quarterback, for a legitimate quarterback. It's a system, though. Bill Belichick, it's a system. Look at that system. And I told you about the Patriots, and I've told you about Garoppolo. You know what the Patriots system is? Being better than you. That's what their system is. Being better. I know. Now, everybody's going to come out of the woodwork and talk to me about the officials in the Pittsburgh game. You're talking to me about one game over a team that's got five rings. Don't point to me to the Pittsburgh game the other night. And the league doesn't, honestly, I don't buy the league helps the Patriots win. I don't buy that. I don't buy into that, and I also don't buy into the system. You're either a football player or you're not. Yes, do they have a system? Yes. You know what that system is, by the way? It's taking the players' rights away from them and making them a unit. You know, like the military. You don't get a platform in New England, bro. You get a playbook. No platforms. Here's your playbook. Learn it or you're out. That's what I want. Everybody bitches about systems. ACDC, one of the best bands ever. System. 
Patriots, one of the best football teams ever. System. That's the way it works. Meanwhile, Jimmy Garoppolo looking pretty goddamn good. But all you Browns experts didn't want him. Remember that? Oh, I don't know. We've seen this before. Matt Castle, right? That's what you all thought. Meanwhile, every scout in the NFL was telling you, no, dude, Garoppolo's the real deal. Can play. But you knew better. You did. You knew better. It's not a system, dude. Guys can play. Tom Brady can play. It's ridiculous. I think Dorsey's going to get you a veteran guy, and then they're going to draft a quarterback high next year. I've said all along, Kaiser's in this room, but they are looking for this next year to make Kaiser third on the depth chart. Make no mistake. And I got to tell you what, if you got Deshaun Kaiser at third of the depth chart, not the worst, right? All of a sudden now, now I don't hate it. You got to remember, he is younger than Darnold, is younger than Rosen. He's going to grow into it. I worry about game speed, and I worry about the fact that he throws more picks in the red zone than most quarterbacks throw all over the whole field. I do worry about that. But if he goes and gets me an Alex Smith or a, a game manager, as people scream from their couch, you know what a game manager is? A guy who wins. That's what game manager means. It's a guy who goes down the field, gets it done, and doesn't blow the game. You'd be lucky to have Alex Smith. Lucky. He'd be the best quarterback you've had since Bernie Kosar, by the way. Wouldn't even be close. What, are you going to Kelly Holcomb me? Nice try. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Ben wrote in and was like, dude, didn't you once say on the program that if Bill Belichick was willing to let Jimmy Garoppolo go, that that should be buyer's beware? Yeah, I remember saying that there's definitely an argument in that. Yeah. But overall, my point was, and I felt like I was early on this, is that Bill and Brady are going to retire together and that they're going all in and win now mode. And win now mode is either this year or next year. Right. I feel like they, they, they might they might give you one more year, although Brady's starting to look like a 40-year-old quarterback a little bit. So I felt like they were going all in on win now mode. And what they want to do is win one more title, hoist each other's hands up in the sky and be like, bitch, we're dropping mics, we're out. Which I'm surprised they didn't do. What was it last year? Two years ago, um, when they won the title, yeah, like, just go out on the high note, yeah, right? You um, came back from 27-3 to win that game. I saw somebody. I think it was Chris Carter, or maybe it was uh, Shannon Sharp, talking about how both uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick need to be perfect for the rest of the year if they want to if they want to win this championship. Just because there's so much pressure on those dudes, where it's like. Any loss, anything like that is automatically on both of you. There is no, you know, well, you know, it was an off year for the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's like, those two. No, it's, this is your time. Much like the Cavaliers, you have a very short window open in front of you, and you have to go all in on it. I Strike, mean, right. you can't, you can't, That's especially especially as Belichick and Brady, you can't be thinking about, well, what does the future hold for the New England Patriots after me? I don't effing care, bro. I got to win this title right now. Right. Right. And I think they're in win now mode, and so that's why they did it. They were like, "Let's just like, we'll just go, and, and we'll do what we got to do." I could be wrong on that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm right wrong. I would have explored the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo here in an orange helmet. My whole point was it's not going to get any worse. 
Like, there's no quarterback out there that's going to make this team worse. Yeah, I mean, like, right? <laughs> no, they're twenty they're... and seventy-four over the last six years. That's bad. I guess you can make that argument about anything now with the Browns, though. You know what I'm saying? You won't Coach, can't get any worse. Well, Coach, if you can't get any worse, you might right. as well take Jeff Fisher. Right. Right, I mean, right? you might as okay. well start swinging on things. You right. know. And I even said during the Jeff Fisher conversation for a coach, look, if you like nine and seven and you feel like nine and seven is that much of an improvement over what we got, and it is, I'm not going to say that it's not. Nine wins is a much bigger improvement than what we have. That's then, then okay. I personally think that the game has kind of gone past Jeff Fisher. I think the, the league doesn't even enjoy defense anymore. They don't want you playing defense anymore. So give me an offensive guy is all I, that's my point. If, and I guess maybe if we remove Jeff Fisher from this and move him into another, like, hey, 9 and 7, 7 and 9 kind of coach there, do you think that, all right, so the Browns piss poor right now, uh, the worst franchise in all of pro sports, I mean, maybe ever. Um, nobody good wants this job. Jeff Fisher comes in, stabilizes it over the next five years. All of a sudden, the Browns are an eight and eight perennial playoff team. Now, now you all go of get a sudden, guy? does it like not maybe specifically Tony Dungy, but a Tony Dungy type coach Level. look at it and say, you know what? They got a quarterback. They've got this offensive line built up. They've got this defensive line built up. You know what? If I go in there, all of a sudden, maybe maybe this is a lucrative job for me. Yes, there's an argument. Yes, I I would be a liar to say that that is not a possibility. Um. Would you admit that even though that that's a great plan, that the Browns would screw that plan up? Sure. And we would get trapped into Jeff Fisher for six years. Sure, but I guess the the, the flip side of that coin is like, yeah, the Browns are going to screw up anything. So why? So so at that point, it's like, well, should they just stop existing? Like Jeff Fisher, to me, like I said, I feel like the game has moved past his coaching style. You're not even allowed to hit guys anymore; otherwise, you get ejected. I mean, it's they're playing flag football out there pretty much now at this point, and he's a defensive-minded guy. And if you look at the Rams, dude, everybody said this roster is loaded, and they look horrific offensively. They get rid of him, dude, and the next year, they added like one offensive dude, like one dude, and the next year, they look like world beaters. To me, that is an indictment on Jeff Fisher. Now, I don't know if that's 100% true. It just, it feels that way to me. So there's that, and I just, to me, it also feels like, well, he's available. Like, don't just go get me who's available. Like, go get me somebody good. Uh, but when your only options are who's available... It- I, I know. I, I mean, I've made that argument. It, it, it's hard. It's hard not to be like, well, I can't upgrade. All right, you're looking at cars, and you're like, you know what? Okay. My dream car is a Lamborghini, and it's like, well, of course, it'd be great if I could jump from the bus from Sarda to a Lamborghini. But along the way, I got to stop at the Wacom Auto Mile, build my credit up. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Which, by the way, do that new 2018 Honda Accord is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I'm actually going to be tweeting out a video on that on Christmas Eve. Stick around for that because okay. that's going to, um, dude. Wait, do you see that car? It's very oh. Honda Accord, there. dude. That new Honda Accord is sweet looking. All right. Let's. I'm going to turn your Jeff Fisher stabilizing the franchise on its head. All right. So let's say we do what you suggest. Okay. They go get Fisher, and next thing you know, let's make it seven and nine first year. All right. Next year you're nine and seven. All right. So we're two years into Jeff Fisher. We go to seven and nine, then we go to nine and seven. Right. We're all popping bottles, right? Right. We're sitting at five hundred over two years. Good God, does that sound awesome? So now it's your plan to have it stabilized, make it attractive to go get a coach. Okay, so you pop Fisher out. Well, now I think that my argument still holds up 
Because I think a good coach is going to go, wait a minute. You were 20 and 74. You won one game in two seasons. This guy in two years takes you from that to nine and seven and you bounce him. I don't feel like this is a stable place for me to be. I mean, the Rams still got a coach, right? Titans still got a coach, right? Again, yes. The Rams did get a coach, but go back to the headlines the day they hired that guy. They were being laughed at because of who they had to go get. They had to go get Sean McVay. He's the youngest NFL coach in history. Now he's doing well. Okay, but that was considered to be a bold, wild move that most people did not think was going to pay off. Now it has so far. But I don't know. Again, if if you tell me seven and nine is better than what we got now and that's why you want to go do it. I don't have it. I don't have a solid enough argument on the other side. I don't. I guess to me, Fisher feels like a lateral move, not up. It, it it just does. It, it feels like lateral to me. I said this yesterday about the Fisher move. Is that I feel like the best one of the best pieces of his coaching tree is already on the Browns coaching staff and Greg Williams. So if you want a defensive guy from Jeff Fisher's ideology, just promote the guy you got. In in a true testament to the uh, cluster F of an organization that the Cleveland Browns are, like this topic has really been like Browns topic A. And Hugh Jackson still has a job. You know what I mean? Like, very well could be like, well, no, I'm not hiring Jeff Fisher because I have this dude. It's not like the guys have been fired and we're like, oh, well, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Still have a coach. I Yeah, I, I mean, to me it feels like a lateral move, not up. But if you want to make that move, like I said, I don't have enough ground to stand on on the other side of say, no, here's why you don't do it. But to me, it just feels like lateral and it does. It feels like the game has passed him by and that it's just a different NFL these days. It just is. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just think again, Hughes telling you, you know, if Kaiser doesn't pan out, that's okay. And basically he's reminding you, I didn't want Deshaun Kaiser. I was not in there telling you that Deshaun Kaiser was the guy. That was the Sashi Brown move. That's what he's doing. So they're preparing you for, look, dude, we're going to burn one of these top five picks we have next year on a quarterback. We're going to take a swing, so don't freak out when we do it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And, of course, right before I head out for my holiday vacation, I have to deal with a hater online. And, dude, look, it's part of the gig, and I'm happy to do it just because, I honestly, I, feel my, I, I view myself very lucky that I get to do what I love for a living. And so if, if, the prob, if the rub of that is that people want to talk trash to me on Twitter, I'll live with it. You know what I mean? I wake up every day, and, like, I didn't want to come to work today. Much like a lot of you, I didn't really want to go. But I wanted to come here more than most of you wanted to go where you're going. And I always try to remember that. And so if, if the downside of my job is, go back to Maxwell's penis, you gay homo, or whatever people want to say on Twitter, I'm all right with it. Say whatever you want, man. I'm okay with it. I'm out here dream chasing, bro. Jason, go punch that clock for me, bro. How's that? You want me to be a d- dick? This is what I love. is because when people want to attack me, but then when I react in kind, people are like, oh my God, he's kind of mean. No, I'm just better at this than you, dude. I'm better at insults than you. So you love all those things you want. Although, Jason, I'm just going to tell you something you don't know. 
which is the female listeners that you harassed in their DMs over Twitter, took screenshots and sent them to me two months ago. You want my first shot? You want my first show after the, in January to be that? Me laying those out? You want to be the next dude to get fired from your position for being sexually inappropriate online? You want that? Shut your mouth, bro. Time to be quiet now. Time to go back to the cheap seats now. That's what I thought. Here's what I don't get about haters. Why can they never just go away? Why do you always got to be validated walking out the door and get a reaction? Why can't you just go? It's like, dude, nobody listens to you anymore. We all left. Then how do you know you don't like the show today? Because of all the not listening you're doing? Stan's very... Nuts. The good news is, haters are my motivator. Oh so my God. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna post a meme up on the Facebook, and uh, <laughs> you know everything will be fine. You keep hitting up those DMs of my female listeners, bro. You keep doing that. That is a big ass noose. You're shoving your fat neck right through it. Good luck. Good luck. We posted this video yesterday at wrqk.com, and. I have never seen anything so disrespectful in my life. Like, I try not to be a that's offensive guy, right? Because I feel like people go to that button a little too fast these days, right? And don't get me wrong. Things are definitely offensive, for sure. There are definitely real offensive things out there. But I feel like people just go to my feelings way too fast. Yes. I mean, people do do that. But also on the same side, like, or the flip side of the coin there is that, like, offense is real and like you can say things that are offensive it's not a dirty word to be like hey that offended me it's okay it's what you plan to happen with that offense okay i'm offended i don't expect you right. to change your behavior i was gonna say what's right. It, right you're right. offended great okay. but that's pretty much the end of okay. that right and right. that is that's all fair right but i saw something that i feel like is offensive and one of the most disrespectful things i've ever seen in my life okay right so a guy was on trial for a murder. Okay, I, I guess a woman had been jogging past his house or whatever, and there was no real connection between he and the victim, but he, he killed her, right? He just Shot decided her. to murder her. He murdered her, right? And I, uh, so he goes to the court, and they find him guilty. Now, he had said, I don't want to be in the room during the sentencing. So, like, you find me guilty or whatever, but, like, when you tell me, like, what my punishment's going to be, like, take me back into my cell. And you can do that. I don't know why you would, but you can't. Well, I mean, dude, if you know you're guilty, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, dude, this is a, this is the ship has sailed and there's no reason for me to be out here. I'm not trying to defend myself. I probably wouldn't want to be out there either. To me, it would just be easier, like, yo, this is where I'm living for the rest of my life. You know, lock the door behind me. Right. And so... The victim's family is in the courtroom. Now, they kind of felt like that dude should have to sit there and listen to us and see us and see our reaction when he gets told what his fate is, right? And if I was the mother of, of, a, of a woman who was murdered, I may feel that way. I don't know if I want to see that person. I don't. I don't know if, I, if I'd want to be in the same room. I, I feel like there wouldn't be any... There would be no payoff for me. Like There wouldn't be closure. I would still feel awful, and then I would have to be in that same room with the person. I don't know if I would. Yeah, I don't know how I would right. feel, but I can understand somebody right. feeling that way. It's a bridge you can't cross till you right. get to it. It's okay. like one of those things there, right? And so he just chose, like, I don't want to be injured in this sentencing. So as he's strolling out of the courtroom, orange jumpsuit and toe, and again, right. you can see this video. It's online for you at WRQK.com. He walks by and turns his head and blows a kiss to the family of the woman who he murdered. Jeez. Now, I know what you're thinking. Blew a kiss. Dude, think it all the way through, right? Somebody murders your sister, and you're sitting in the courtroom. And even though he was found guilty, 
that's not going to feel like justice to you. Your no. sister's not coming home for Christmas dinner still. So ultimately, it's like the the best of all possible outcomes, but it's still not a great outcome for you, right? And then, not only is he not remorseful, doesn't care at all about the fact that somebody you cherished is no longer in your life, and he's responsible for that. Not only is he not remorseful, but he's so hardened, and he's so awful that he taunts you on the way out of the courtroom. Devil's advocate, can I say? What can I say? Well, he was just trying to be nice. He was just trying to be nice. I mean, right? I mean, like, couldn't I, couldn't I, mean, I say that? Can you say it? Yes. Yeah, this doesn't make it right. <laughs> you, you just said it, so you have the ability. Yes, Fantone. And, dude, I got to give you a little credit on two hours sleep trying to help me push the ball uphill and find an extension of the conversation because I know that you don't agree with no, any of that. No, 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 no. I mean, obviously this guy was doing that to be a dick. I but mean, here's, think about that. But here's the thing, though, is like... Oh, no. I mean, well, here... But the guy... Already murdered somebody. What's being a dick on top of that? It's a little blue on black right there. A little Kenny Wayne right there. Like, you know, push on a shove. Don't do much. I mean, I'd rather kill my brother than listen to Kenny Wayne. <laughs> but, like, I, dude, no, I don't know, man. Like, that... Um, I just think about me as a person because I am, I, I, as again, I started this breakout falling into my emotions, mm-hmm. giving into my emotions. It's one of, my, my, one of the things about me I hate the most, right? And if I were sitting there and somebody had, like, murdered my brother, and then they like they wink at me or blow me a kiss like that, dude. I'd be worried about me jumping over like the railing and in, in the the box and like kicking that dude's ass. Especially since this was a very random act of violence. It seems like it, you know from everything, it's this woman was jogging by and he just decided to murder her. This dude, it's not like it's not like this is like a a a a, a love affair that went wrong. And oh my god, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to go this far. And blah 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 blah. This was this guy being a, a psychopath. This is this guy yeah. being a cold calculated. Killer. So with that being said, I guess I can't be surprised that he's not very uh, thoughtful of others' emotions in that moment. You know what I mean? This dude is legit evil. It's just like to have it in you to murder somebody alone and then to be – because again – I mean, he randomly picked her. It's not like you were angry with her. But even if you were, it's like the family didn't do anything to you. So to be able to, to, to dig that knife back into that wound and twist it, it just that says something about who you are as a person or the lack of empathy, in which, in which I guess that is what a psychopath is, right? right. So the lack of empathy is really what is, I, I believe, one of the biggest definitions of you know, being you know, a psychopath there. So, yeah, I just, dude, the video, I, I must have watched it 300 times. I know I'm always hawking you over to WRQK.com because my boss wants web hits, right. but I'm telling you, dude, this for sure you want to see. Because honestly, man, it, I, I do. I want to punch the guy. It, I'm watching it right now. It makes it makes me so mad every time I see it. You can, well, I guess piss yourself off right before the holiday weekend there at WRQK.com. We'll be back with charge tickets for you next. Hang on. 106.9. Hey, welcome back to the Stands Ray Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. Oh, dude, a listener of ours, Matt, just yeah. sent me in this this uh, this really cool link about how I can park at the airport really cheap. Okay. Nice, because I'm uh, leaving tomorrow. Going to be gone for about six days, I think it is. Something like that. And then I'll, uh, I'll come back home. But I don't, dude, I'm taking the red eye out of Vegas when I leave there. And so right. I get home at like four, I think it's 440 in the morning, our time. And so I thought, I was like, ah, I'll just leave my car at the airport. That way, I, you know, I can just jump in it and go. And again, because I'm, dude, if I was flying out of Akron, Canton, I would just Uber, right? Because oh, I'd be yeah. like, dude, it's a 20-minute ride, whatever. You know, you get right back home. But, dude, a 45-minute ride in an Uber after a oh, five-hour plane and, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know about that. So I, I think I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to park my car at my friend's house, and they're going to drop me off, and then I'm just going to Uber back to their place. Grab your car. That, then, then just grab my car. I think that is going to be my plan. Makes sense. Is what, what, what I'm going to do. We have not done this yet. And normally, like, this week is filled with this kind of stuff on radio shows. Like, the top ten list of the 2017 are, like, the best yeah. this and the best this, right? What are the best cookies? Right? So a, a, a debate that gets had a lot via the internet is the best Christmas movies of all time. Now, you kind of have to, in my opinion, throw a Christmas story into its own, like, class. Because, for some reason... That movie has captivated everyone. Not just people who are from Ohio because the house was there, filmed there, that whole thing. But like TBS shows it 24 hour loops at Christmas time to everybody, not just Ohio. So that movie's obviously struck a chord with people and it's been a staple in our lives yeah. since being released in 1983. I uh I don't know if I consider it like the best Christmas movie of all time. It's you not know? my favorite Christmas yeah. movie of all time. As a matter of fact, I won't watch it anymore. Not because I don't like it, but because I feel like I've seen it so many times. Right. Now when I go to have kids, reintroduce them to it, for sure could totally see that, right? Yeah, I mean I'm not sitting there watching TBS for 24 consecutive hours, but you're right. It really has gotten oversaturated. So it's a little much for me. The points against it there. Now, a lot of people are going to talk to you again. We're talking, you know, Christmas movies. A lot of people are going to talk Home Alone. Yeah. Right? Because that was pretty big. It was around the Christmas holidays when that movie takes place and that whole thing. Big fan of it. Are you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely in my top five list. I, I don't remember the movie well enough I like here's what I remember from that hands on the cheeks yeah paint can to the face yep and that's it um well, Kevin Kevin like that those those three things are like the lo- only thing I remember from that movie um the hands on the face it was a national phenomenon and like I watched that movie I don't know a couple weeks ago with my girlfriend and I was like why did we all think this was so hilarious ah and like everyone just thought that was like the funniest thing on the face of the planet for some reason. I mean, it, it did. It captivated the nation. But I was the perfect age for Home Alone, where like I think me and Macaulay Culkin are like a year apart from each other. Nineteen ninety. So, so how old were you? Six. Okay. So like, yeah, so right. I was I was right at that perfect age where it was like, oh dude, I'm kind of like Kevin McCall. You know, I'm like Kevin McAllister, and like, oh, that could totally happen to me. So I, if nothing else, maybe it's just a product of my age. But like, big if, danger of your dad whisking everything. Everybody away to Paris, huh? No, dude, might happen. <laughs> might happen. That red Dodge Caravan, my dad might drive them all over to Paris. So I wanted to ask you about this one because this one got thrown into this list of best Christmas movies ever, and you're a big fan of this series. Okay. And refuse to now even admit that looking back on them, that they're cheesy and bad. Okay. Like, that you still hold them dear to your heart. Okay. So I'm interested to f- see if you really view this as a Christmas movie. Batman Returns? Um. Not a well, if you don't know, that's the one with Danny DeVito playing the penguin. Not a Christmas movie, because Christmas, I don't know if it really holds a central part of the plot there. I don't know if without, because you could remove Christmas from the equation, and the movie would still essentially be the same. So I don't know if I count that as a Christmas movie. Okay. No Christmas music in it. I could say the same thing about a movie that I feel like is a Christmas movie because it takes place in the time, but if you took the holiday out of it, it would still be the same movie, and that's Die Hard. But, but and everybody always say that's the meme every year is Die Hard's totally a Christmas movie and it does feel like a Christmas movie to me. But does Die Hard 
I mean, it's not centered around the holiday. I mean, he's going, he's visiting LA for the holiday. Visiting LA for the holiday has Christmas music in it. He's got he a big bear. He wouldn't be going to LA without Christmas. The holiday. So, like, to me, it's like, well, that is kind of. I don't think Christmas played an essential role in, like, the Penguin's plot. I don't think, you know... I don't remember that movie well enough either. Catwoman didn't have anything to do with Christmas. It just so happened to be Christmas at that time, I think. I'll tell you another movie that is listed as a Christmas movie that I love this movie, and I could watch it two million times. It'll never not be funny to me, although I don't know if we're allowed to watch it anymore because Kevin Spacey's in it. Uh But The Ref... With Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, like, he commandeers that married couple that all they do is fight and he, like, takes over their house. Christmas movie and laugh out loud funny, that movie. Never would have thought of that, but I can't argue with it. Christmas movie. Laugh out loud. Forgot that movie existed, dude. Obviously, we're kind of skipping over Christmas Vacation. I kind of feel like everybody kind of knows. It's like, yeah, dude, that's a top fiver for sure. Yeah, hard not to be. It's hard not to be a top fiver there for sure. I love that movie. Another movie that people seem to love surrounding Christmas that I didn't really get. Now, I'm not going to say it's bad, but I didn't love it the way other people do is Elf with Will Ferrell. Like, people seem to love that movie, and I've seen it a handful of times, and again, I'm not, worst movie ever, terrible movie, I'm not doing that, but I've never seen the thing that makes me go, okay, this is why people love this. I think a part of the the infatuation with Elf is new Christmas movies, much like new Christmas songs, it's hard, to, hard to get a good one out of them, Okay, so once you get something that's like semi-acceptable, it's like oh my god, greatest ever, like dude it's been so great because we haven't had a good Christmas movie in 20 that's years. That's a fair point, I bet that does happen. Bad Santa is, an, is another movie on, on everybody's list of favorite yeah. you know uh, Christmas movies, yeah. I haven't seen the second, but I did enjoy the first Bad Santa movie, it was hilarious I just like Billy Bob Thornton, so like okay. yeah, I'll put it up there Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, coming out in the year 2000. Jim Carrey. Never seen it. So I don't know. Tried to watch that with my girlfriend the other day. and um, Not good? It is all right. Like, it wasn't, like, Is it terrible. dated in the 90s, and that's why you no, can't give it? No, no. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's in such a fantastical universe, it's, it almost feels timeless in that sense. But, like, oh. I don't know. It just wasn't that good. That's where, um, what's her, uh, what's her face from The Pretty Reckless got her start. Like, that's where the chick from Taylor Mumpson or whatever her name is, that's, like, she was Cindy Lou Who. That was, like, the, the beginning. Really? That's the beginning of The Pretty Reckless right Oh, there. I I didn't know yeah, that. That's her. Gremlins is a is a Christmas movie. I would agree that that is a Christmas movie. I mean, uh, you know, the, the Gremlin was his Christmas present. So yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. Very very easily linked to a Christmas movie, and I would agree. Great movie, nineteen eighty four. There, Jingle All the Way with Schwarzenegger made this list of best Christmas movies. Yeah, I like Jingle All the Way. I don't Once think again, that's that's an age thing for me. Though. I haven't seen that. It's got Sinbad in it. It's hilarious. Oh, Sinbad is funny. And my favorite Christmas movie... What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? I think I'm going to have to go with Home Alone. As we list all these off... I mean, dude, I swear to you, I like burnt out multiple VHS copies of Home Alone. I would watch it like throughout the year. Like It wasn't like, oh, hey, it's Christmas time. Like Your boy was watching that in September. So I'm saying Home Alone. So my favorite Christmas movie is not only my favorite Christmas movie, but it would be on my list of all-time favorite movies. Okay. And it is also, I think, one of the movies that was responsible for getting me interested in the broadcast industry. 
And what may have led to me being where I am right now, one of the contributing factors, I've always said that, you know, Good Morning Vietnam definitely played a huge impact in my life and kind of probably led me down the path of what I would like to do for a living. But my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Bill Murray in Scrooged. Good movie. Scrooged is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I will absolutely watch that movie probably twice during the Christmas season. I love do that movie still to this day cracks me up. He's great. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's on demand on anything on cable or if that's streaming anywhere. Because honestly, it's been a while since I've watched that, but that is a funny movie. I wonder if it's on Netflix right now because of the holiday. I wonder. But I think Scrooge is the best movie. For Christmas. We didn't even list the Santa Clauses with Tim Allen. I've never seen a single one of those, so like I don't know eh. if those are good. Your kids probably Mill, like them. Mill the road there. Really? I've never seen those, so I don't know. They have Trading Places as a Christmas movie. It's like, dude, there was snow on the ground. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to call that a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapons listed in here, too. I guess I don't remember the first Lethal Weapon enough to remember. Interesting. We'll pass out those charge tickets. End the show for the year. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. X9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of it now for the year. We start our vacation in about 20 minutes. Started at about, I don't know, 20 days ago, buddy. You got any big plans while we're out? No, nothing big. I mean, I, uh, I actually didn't be working a lot. I got charge games, Christmas bar, stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, not much. Huh? No, nothing really. Not going to Vegas or anything like that. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things I want to report back from on Vegas. Okay. Obviously, I want to hear about the family. You know, okay. I want, want, want to know about the Stansberry family relationships there. Um, but more than anything, dude, I cannot wait. And I mean, cannot wait to get a report on how legal weed works in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, you got to give me a rundown. Yeah, I plan on at least swinging by yeah. and, and checking it out. My brother keeps telling me, he's like, dude, he's like, there's a very good possibility you're not going to get in. And I was like, what? He's like, Dan, he's like, you can drive past those places here, and the lines sometimes are still three hours long. Jeez. I mean, dude, that's how popular it is. And again, that's why I keep hitting people over the head. Like, what are we waiting on? It's pretty popular. What are we waiting on? Look at all this money just floating around. Ah, let's turn our nose up at it, though. Ah, you know what I mean? We'll have to dial down some of that reefer madness rhetoric, and I don't, and I don't feel like reversing that story. So let's just let's just cut off our nose and spite our face there. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, no, I will. Uh, I, I will try and do that. I, I wasn't. I mean, I don't know. I'm like he thinks I'm obsessed with it. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, a couple of edibles to get me through Christmas morning with my mom. That might not be a bad idea. I'm, dude, I haven't been to, so let me see here. It's been almost five years since I've been in Vegas. A lot of stuff going on, man. Um, a lot of stuff there. I think we're going to go hike Red Rock Canyon, which would be cool. That's, um, if you've ever been in Nevada, it's awesome there. I'm trying to talk my brother back into Utah, maybe hit the White Rim Trail one day. He only lives about two hours. Um, so I'm thinking about that, maybe. A couple of things. Um, I got a buddy of mine, a really good friend of mine, actually, who's going to be in town a couple of the days in Vegas while I'm there, so that might get a little nutty, because uh, he's a fun time, always always into you know some weird things, and always knows interesting people, so that may be a thing. I'm actually really looking forward to it, man. Like I, um, I don't know how many more years my mom's going to be around, and so what I didn't want to have happen 
was to me go, ah, dude, you probably should have spent one more Christmas there. Right. Didn't want that. So going out this year. Uh, Before we leave, though, you know, people have been asking me for the last week, like, dude, what's on your Christmas list? And I'm lucky enough that I don't really have to have anything on my list. I mean, my life kind of turned out the way I wanted it to. I got lucky enough to where I get to do what I love to do for a living. And so outside of that, I feel like asking for stuff just makes me like a greedy dick. (laughs) I mean, like I got a pretty good, I mean, dude, I got a great job that I really enjoy. And so like that is a huge gift to me. So I don't really feel like there's more stuff I have to like open or that I need like some end of the year reward because I kind of feel like I get that a little bit every morning. And so, like, you guys are my Christmas gift. Like, you know what I mean? You give me the gift every day, which is allowing me to take up minutes of your life. <laughs> you guys you guys are like the herpes of audiences. Just the gift that's given year-round. Just round. won't go Just away. Just there for us no matter what happens. Just the open sore <laughs> on the ball bag of the Stansberry show. Look, as we try to compliment you to start, now we're calling you a disease. Yep, just herpes, the worst of them. The, the one you can't cure. But all joking aside, we uh, we do love having you guys yeah, and love the guys. fact that you're willing to spend a few minutes with us every day. I really do uh, appreciate that. There's so much stuff vying for your entertainment minutes every day, and you choose this, um, which I guess... Makes you nuts. I mean, <laughs> maybe another radio station doesn't come in. Maybe it's one of those situations. I'd like to. I mean, if Q, dude, if Q ninety two had fifty thousand and one watts, there it is. That's maybe, the problem. Maybe then that would be your choice. We do have charge tickets yeah. for you. That game is this evening, and Phantom will be your in arena host this, uh, tomorrow, this evening. Evening. tomorrow. Oh, evening. Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today's not Friday, buddy. I know it feels like it, but today is not Friday. Today's uh, Thursday. So we're gonna give you those. Got to come pick them up by noon though, today or tomorrow. I'll that's right. Office closing early. The office closing early because of the Christmas party. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's Friday because we do have our Christmas party today. And again, at Stansberry Show is the Twitter and is the Twitter and Snapchat. The Instagram is Dan.Stansberry. And yes, there will be pictures aplenty of me in the Santa outfit. So if you want to mock me, make fun of me. Look, you didn't even need a pillow, that fat turd. Like, I'm ready for all of it. The highlight of my Christmas break will be the first day of Christmas break, dude. This is going to be it. There's going to be nothing better than Stansberry dressed up like Santa. Cannot Why wait. Why is Santa dry humping the Rudolph deer? <laughs> Why is that happening? Let's send you to go see the charge tomorrow night Yeah, at the Civic Center. We'll take caller 17 right now. 1-800-243. 7625 on though. Aside from that, we're done for the year. We'll be back at when are we live again? The January second? January 2nd, correct. January the 2nd. You guys have a fantastic holiday. Uh, seriously, all joking aside, I we really do try never to take you guys for granted. Thanks again for another great year. Let's hope we have another. We'll see you guys after the first of the year. Have a great holiday. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069.